welcome to the Saturday Night Live After Party. This week, we'll be discussing Season 46, Episode 14 of SNL with host and musical guest Nick Jonas. I'm Catherine Coleman, and I am joined this week by Jason Wildhagen and Steve Finn. You can follow Jason on Instagram at Wildhagen Karate. If you'd like to connect with us, you can do so at SNLpodcast.com. Enjoy these selected highlights from this week's discussion. If you'd like to watch our full-length, ad-free, sketch-by-sketch review, you can find it exclusively on Patreon and Subscribestar slash SNLpodcast. It's our supporters who make this show possible, and we are so thankful to everyone who's already come on board. All right, here we go. Okay, so John is still laying low after his ill-advised trip to Cancun. So Jason, thanks so much for jumping in to fill in. Oh, my my pleasure. I've got uh, big shoes to fill. (laughs) Definitely. But yeah, we're going to discuss this very, very musical Nick Jonas outing. I know Steve's excited. He's a big uh, Joe bro. Is that what what the fans are called? Do they have a nickname? Uh, I don't know. It's the Joe bros now. So Steve's a Joe bro. (laughs) We all got bonus for Jonas. (laughs) There we go. All right. Well, aside from that, we got a little breaking news last night, which is that SNL will be back March 27th with host Maya Rudolph and musical guest Jack Harlow. I love Maya Rudolph, so I'm pretty thrilled. Jason, you think that sounds like a good lineup to you? Yeah, it's going to be awesome to see uh, uh, Maya Rudolph host again. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Maya Rudolph, uh, she's been such an asset for the show, especially this season. Uh, it's great to have her. It was kind of expected. We usually see uh, a hosting uh, stint from any of the staple outside players that they kind of have come in as a pitch hitter. So she fits the bill for that. As for the this Jack fella, what is it? Jack Harlow. Yeah, see, that's that's a pretty generic name. Like he sounds like a country <laughs> singer, but like I could show up to listen to him at SNL. He ends up being gangster rap. Like that name could go anywhere. So <laughs> I did uh, Google him, so I know the answer, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> oh dear, I see. I don't know who he is either. So, <laughs> do you imagine a cowboy hat, Jason? Yeah, I, that's it's. It's in the range of possibilities. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm not going to spoil it for either of you, but I also had no clue who he was. I forgot his name three times while trying to type that sentence in the show notes. And uh, I guess we'll all uh, see what that's about. All right. Well, let's talk about this Nick Jonas episode. Come enjoy a mirror workout with Nathan, Krista, and Shannon Delgado. Jason, how'd you like the mirror sketch? I well, first of all, like it uh, it included my favorite moments, you know, uh, not to get a, get ahead of ourselves, but <laughs> you know, yeah, I thought that uh I thought that it was a very good sketch, um but you know, when Kate comes on after um after Nick Jonas and Heidi Gardner come out as two very kind of, you know, normal uh uh trainers and to have Kate come out and say, "My name is Shannon Delgado." I am trapped inside of the mirror. That was <laughs> perfect for me. Uh, mm-hmm. I really appreciated that. I, I, I laughed pretty hard at that moment. Um, yeah. You know, after that, I felt like it didn't uh, it didn't heighten you know as as much or or in 
the same directions that you know maybe I would have would have liked, but I thought it was was very good. Yeah, the premise of this is incredibly clear, right? Like the game is super obvious, very easy to immediately pick up what it's going to be, how it's going to repeat, like very clear, repeatable game, and and it's funny, you know, the like I've seen the ads for those mirror things and thinking, yeah, what if someone was trapped in it? Like that that's funny. I thought I thought it heightened decently well. It didn't get to crazy surreal places um but i thought ultimately her tricking mikey into switching places was a really good place to end to yeah uh so i had i had a good time with this i thought this was really fun and and really like technically well written in the sense of yeah super clear game and everything you know all that stuff so i liked it and i thought chris red uh was the perfect voice of reason for this too definitely this had a heavy dose of all the ingredients of a signature Mikey Streeter sketch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you had the interesting revolving door uh, narrative structure. You have the specifically named mystery character. <laughs> and uh, yeah, just a lot of suggested lore that, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of underneath the sketch and, and you get glimpses at it, but you don't get the whole story. And it's, you know, confusing. It's hilarious. This is up there with the David S. Pumpkins and Kevin Roberts of of uh, Mikey Streeter sketches. So I'm loving wow. this. Kate was amazing. Just holding the bags with the toilet papers. <laughs> you could you could really get a sense of someone that was just plucked out of life and put into a mirror. <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah, this poor sweet woman. Uh, she just wants to get back to her husband. You feel yeah. for her. I love these sketches. Mikey and Streeter are, you know, there's an argument to be made. You can apply these guys to O'Tour theory for, you know, just just how much of a stamp they put on a sketch. Like you watch it and you say, mm-hmm. that's Mikey and Streeter. That's what they do. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's keep going. Mickey's dreams come true at his bachelor party when he gets hard with his friends. And uh, uh, I, I'm the only girl on this cast, so I will say this is something I have often wondered about. I think that that's it's real. It's a real weird thing y'all do. <laughs> so let's see, Jason, what did you think of it? I'm thrilled to be the first one to weigh in on this one. <laughs> that was by design, my child. Um, yeah, this sketch did not click with me really. Um, okay. You know, I didn't re- really love the song. Um, yeah, the premise it is a it is a weird thing that guys do. You know on bachelor parties to invite strippers and, you know, get turned on with your dude friends. It's pretty weird. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, But yeah, the sketch itself just didn't have enough, enough laughs for me. Just didn't, Mm -hmm. uh, didn't click for me. Fair enough. Steve, what did you think? Well, I don't know if I want to go now. I I was, uh, (laughs) I was enjoying it. It 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 caught a uh, my ear and and held on. This morning I was making eggs, singing boner <laughs> boner boner. <laughs> what I loved about it was the different archetypes that were showcased. The the different members of a bachelor party. Mm-hmm. You know the the groomsmen. You know one would be the the brother in law. One be would be from the old friend from away. They had them all. And what I loved about it is that, you know, they all had their own reason for needing this boner in their lives. 
and it was you know it was a beautiful thing like just just the absurdity that like the idea that a boner is all you need like that that's apparently like that's that's the holy grail to all men is to just get a boner with other men around uh that that was explored very well and i loved it yeah this one was definitely pretty childish right but i loved that about it i'll fall on steve's side here and say this was a huge win for me i like i said it's something that i've i've thought about before and i just as soon as it was revealed i think the line was i've waited for this moment all of my life to get hard with my friends before i marry my wife that, that is a good line. I'll give you that. <laughs> I was just no. like, oh my God, this is fantastic. Uh, and then, then it goes straight into the brother-in-law line, which I thought was really, really great because that is such an awkward dynamic. Like I've been at a bachelor party for like my sister-in-law and it's like, I don't, and you know, there's always like weird sex games and I'm like, I don't want to hear about her sex life with my brother. Like, why is this a dynamic that we have? <laughs> um, so that really clicked with me and I thought this was so fun. I thought the song was catchy. The production on it with, you know, with, with all of the different lighting effects, I thought was really cool. Um, and yeah, I, I was having a good time. My only note would be once again, and this is, this is a theme this episode, a whole lot of setup uh, that I didn't think was totally necessary. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this was a big win for me. So I feel I'll say I'll say something positive about the sketch since I <laughs> you was don't d- have to. dumping on it before. <laughs> uh, going back to what Steve said about the uh, bachelor party archetypes, I did laugh out loud at the specificity of you know the married guy who says I needed this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like oh yeah, every bachelor party I've ever been to has had that guy's been there. Like okay, I get it, I get it. Yeah, you needed this. Yeah. <laughs> I think Alex had the best singing voice of the group. Yeah, I was, was kind surprise. of surprised. Yeah, that was very <laughs> operatic and and uh, yeah, very nice timbre to his voice. Yeah. If you want to see our full sketch by sketch review, search for SNL After Party on Patreon or Subscribestar.com. Let's talk about moment of the night, Jason. I think you already alluded to it, but what was your moment of the night? Moment of the night was. My name is Shannon Delgado, and I'm trapped in this mirror. <laughs> Without a doubt, for me, that was uh, that was it. Uh, that's yeah. that's the line that I laughed the hardest at, and um, yeah, loved it. Yeah, that that's a good one. It it's a good reveal because it it it's so clear as to telling you exactly what you're about to get, uh, and it was such a fun premise to have. My moment uh, is the turn where we realize what the boner song is going to be about. It's that line that I already mentioned. Uh, I waited my whole life to get hard with my friends before marrying my wife. <laughs> uh, so funny. So catchy. Um, it had everything. Steve, what's your moment? Uh, moment is going to be Guy Piano. Hey, Piano Guy. My name is Guy Piano. The, the best, most unexpected joke of the night. Definitely the stupidest joke. And I just love that they went for it. It was such a beautiful little piece of frill on a really otherwise weird sketch. So, you know, it fit there and it was, yeah, just got me in the gut. And I, I love those moments where, you know, you, you turn on SNL and you expect to hear jokes, but when they just snap one in right in the corner there, 
that's that's beautiful <laughs> that's where i do my true laughing so this is this is the moment yep. for me yep I, I love the little you know throwaway jokes and sketches all right best sketch jason what is it uh i thought it was murder show i thought it was the murder show song um yeah i thought that was the the most consistent i thought that it had the kind of uh highest density of like you know uh, uh jokes that worked well combined with you know really great production you know you already talked about you know how good the snl mu- music videos are and i thought that this was a perfect example of it i'm gonna go with the other music video the the boner song uh <laughs> That one just really, really got me. I loved it so much. Um, Steve, what's your best sketch? It is undoubtedly the mirror workout sketch for sure. That was such a great time. And I love the sketches that, you know, give you a couple more questions to ask uh, Mm -hmm. along with the answers. You know, there's, there's definitely a whole lore here. We'll probably never see a mirror workout too or anything, but there was just like, so much eerie setup here. I, I love that it was only used just to create lore and it, it almost seems like it goes to waste, but that, that extra effort really pays off. I think, especially when it's, when it's comedy. Very good. An interesting thing about the mirror one. I, I really liked that. And I don't, I don't always love the first sketch after the monologue. Cause I find that they're usually, those sketches are geared towards a much more general audience. I think like they're usually the ones my mom really likes. Uh, like something with like a Snapchat filter. Uh, uh, so those aren't always huge wins for me, but I thought this one was really, really strong. So I support you. It's that kind of show. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Jason, who's your MVP? Uh, it's Kate. It's uh, Kate McKinnon. Um, <laughs> you know, I thought she was great at the start in the cold open as Fauci. Uh, you know, obviously in the, 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 Post-COVID dating, 10 to 1, uh, she was amazing. You know, she had my moment uh, moment of the night as uh, Shannon Delgado trapped in the mirror. Uh, and even, you know, even in the Cinderella sketch as the, you know, evil stepmother, you know, she had a couple of lines. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a terribly important part, but, you know, she brought her Kate McKinnon-ness to that. Um, yeah. This was a show that wasn't really dominated by any particular cast member and so i thought that uh kate's the one who who i would point to as the mvp well i'm not gonna argue with you over that uh because i love kate but uh i think i'm gonna give it to heidi actually uh she was all over the place in this one and i thought she was really strong in everything she was in um and yeah she i she had a big part in writing the world's a fun one which wasn't necessarily the biggest win but i think that that's uh you know, that's great. I think Heidi is so funny and just seems so lovable. It's great to see her have an episode where she's really shining in, in almost everything. Uh, yeah, that's my MVP. Steve, who's yours? I think Jason's got it uh, with Kate there. What that, a twist where I'm the only one who doesn't go with Kate. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I hate to do it to you, but I, I think that's... The, the call to, to make on this one, you know, she bookended the show uh, leading the cold open and the 10 to one. And uh, she was peppered throughout and other great stuff too. She, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, she uh, probably made me laugh the most with all of her uh, crazy lines and the 10 to one. And, you know, her Fauci is, 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 uh, you know, it's not 
the best character she's ever done, but it is a lot of fun. So uh, there's a lot to enjoy and a lot of it came from Kate. So I think that's the right call. Can I change my vote? I want to change mine now. <laughs> sure. John's not here. <laughs> I'm the boss today. That's true. He'd be the uh, one to get upset about it. Because <laughs> Kate did have a really strong episode. The cold open, the Shannon Delgado, murder songs, Cinderella. Yeah, she was all over the place. She was amazing. She's Kate. Um, so you join us? Okay, this? fine. I'll give it to Kate. I'll make it unanimous. Oh. All right. <laughs> you didn't have to push me too far. <laughs> Twist all my right. Rubber eye, right? <laughs> On a scale of classic, great, decent, weak, or terrain wreck, Jason, how would you rate this episode? This was a hard, uh, a hard one to rate because I felt like I liked almost all of the sketches yeah there were a couple that didn't quite uh, uh click for me and you know i'm not the target audience for nick jonas's uh, uh music appearance but it ha- this show had some really really fantastic moments and so while i'm while i'm tempted to give it a great i think i'm gonna have to give it like a decent maybe a, a decent plus if i if i could <laughs> <laughs> I'll allow it because John's not. John Thank loves you. those. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I was a little on the fence between decent and great too. I think uh, everything here had something I liked about it. You know, obviously some more than others. Uh, the front half I thought was a little stronger than the back half, but I think you know, pretty decent cold open, good weekend update, really fun music videos that I think will you know stand the test of time and. Uh, so I think I'm going to go great. I think it was overall a strong episode, a couple things that uh, dragged a little bit, but uh, nothing that fell flat. So it's a great for me. Steve, what do you think? Yes, great for sure. I'm going with a great, a great point too, we'll say. Because uh, that is, uh, that's how I feel about even the my least favorite sketch of this episode had stuff for me to enjoy. There's, no moment where I was absolutely waiting for a sketch to end. Uh, yeah, like we were talking about, we might have seen the work that had to be put in and maybe the Cinderella sketch, for example. But around the the rough edges is a lot of amazing material. And, you know, there was some great stuff from the cast, the host, um, as musical guest. That was also great. I just thought this was a fun, experimental episode with a lot of weirdness to it. and. I, I like the risks that they took. So I think it deserves a great. Yeah. Uh, you know, we get the very easy job of critiquing a finished product. <laughs> so uh, I, I think we all do a good job of acknowledging that everything worked. Everything was good. Uh, just some little things, you know, you always realize after the fact, some little things you can change. So yeah. I thought this was, this was a strong episode and I'm, I'm glad y'all liked it. And Jason, I'm so glad you were, here to join us today thanks so much for coming on yeah thanks for having you guys and uh for our audience i know you have a show with boogie manja coming up this month at the end of this month right yeah uh so my uh boogie manja team uh give the baby a knife uh has a show friday march 26th at 9 p.m on uh twitch tv slash boogie manja so uh check us out um it's we've been having a really fun season and i think we've got a good show coming up next at the end of the month 
Awesome. Yeah, they've all been super fun. I'm excited to see what y'all do the rest of the season, too. So, Steve, we have a month off from the podcast. You got anything going on? Well, I'm I'm busy with uh, with school works and the like. I'll be I'll be staying still for the for the time being. All right. Well, I just shot a sketch last week with Charlotte, who was actually did the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and this sketch uh, it's going to be coming out probably Friday. Uh, so I'll try to remember to comment that under this video and you know follow me on all my socials. It'll be there. This one's about setting up a budget for all the bullshit in your life. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and I think it's, it's a good one. So, yeah, stay tuned, everybody. And that's a wrap. Thanks to Jason Wildhagen and Steve Finn. And thanks as well to our most generous patrons, Sam Bowers, Neil Weinstein, Justin Gardner, Carissa Eubank, Grace Kogan, and Brian Clark. If you're enjoying our show, please subscribe on YouTube or wherever better podcasts can be found. Your subscription helps us grow, and your support is greatly appreciated. We'll be back soon with a fun vintage review of SNL's Season 7 Bill Murray-hosted episode with musical guest The Spinners. But until then, this has been episode number 130 of the Saturday Night Live After Party Podcast. I'm Catherine Coleman. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it.